the Father. This is, this is a Brandon Colby Jacobs from Facebook exclusive. And you'll see why 1984 won't be like 1984. Touche, my nigga. Touche. Yo, what it do, what it is, man. It's your boy, Brandon Kobe Jacobson. You are listening to the Established 1984 podcast. Man, I know it's been a while. Uh, I hadn't really done much or or said much lately since uh, my, most, uh, my most recent podcast. I know... A lot of people have come to me and asked um, why I haven't done anything or what's going on or or anything like that. And it, it's not that anything in particular has been going on that's prevented me from doing a podcast so much so as um, the approach that I've chosen to take for my podcast um, is that I, I generally just don't do one unless I feel like I have something that's uh, that's worth me saying or we're talking about or we're thinking about or whatever the case might be and i mean since um since i did the podcast with ivory um i'm not entirely sure that it really made sense for me to to really do anything from a podcasting standpoint because i mean hell i mean everything that i had done up to that point when you talk about interviewing 151 uh you know interviewing cap interviewing bird interviewing um, everybody had kind of been in culmination to have a conversation um, with Ivory. And, you know, I'm so happy about that episode. If you haven't had a chance to check out the archives, you can go to iTunes. Or you can check out the podcast and everything like that. But um, what I wanted to do today, um, what I thought was important, what I thought made sense, um, given the uh, the nature of my podcast and the fact that I only podcast when I have something that I feel like to I I should say, um, I thought that today would be just as good a day as any, especially given the nature of what the day is, to take some time out and uh and talk about mom a little bit. Um, for those of you who don't know my mother, my mother is a very um, I don't I don't know if I want to say stoic woman. Um, but she is, um, she's a very hardworking woman, very much so herself. Um, and someone I didn't always get along with growing up. Um, we didn't see eye to eye on a, a variety of subjects. Um, nothing that was her fault. I think that looking back on it, a lot of what took place as it related to my mother was, uh, probably more me than it could have ever been her. Um, you know, she sacrificed a lot to make sure that you know i'm still walking talking breathing and they will celebrate uh you know as of late this past april 33 years of life um but i i never i don't know i guess i didn't feel like i knew her well um and as time has gone on I, that, that has obviously changed um but you know i think it's just kind of one of those deals that a lot of people go through um you know, not any, again, not anything that is any one person in particular's fault. Um, my mom is her and, and I am me, I suppose. Um, what I wanted to do here today was to uh, talk a little bit about my mother. But before I do go into any uh, major details about my mom, I want to share um, some stuff about my book. Um, 
one of my books, actually, The Diary of a Madman, The Life and Times of Brandon Kobe Jacobs, which was released about two years ago. Um, it talked a lot about my life and um, how I came up and how I got to be to where I'm at. And there are a variety of things in the book that um, I think a lot of people have um, gravitated towards. They felt like, oh, OK, that's something that I... I want to read about. They wanted to know about my relationship with Delilah. They want to know about Baby Girl. They want to know about Eve and, and everybody else that's in the book. And that's cool, you know. Um, but I think today, given the nature that it's Mother's Day, that I share a little bit about my mom. And funny thing is, is my mother um, was quoted in the book. It's just a couple of paragraphs um, that kind of give some insight into who she is. And I want to share that with you guys. So, um I'm just going to read a little bit, and then um, once I'm done reading, just kind of speak to speak to who my mother is to me and, and what she means and, and all of that sort of stuff. So we'll start from Chapter 1. Well, to tell the story of a bomb-ass nigga, I suppose it's best to start with telling the story of the person responsible for making me, my parents. My mother was born Gloria Denise Howell and was the last child of Ira Nathaniel Howell and Maeva Howell. By my mother's account of her own life, it wasn't perfect, but she had no idea that she was poor until she was an adult and was able to see her life through the lens of, uh, of others. This is quoting my mother. You have to keep in mind, Brandon, I was a baby. I was the baby of my family. So as far as how I grew up, my parents were a lot older than me, like old enough to be my grandparents kind of thing. Both were born in 1913. Now, my mother completed most of 12th grade, but my dad was a self-taught man, only finishing the third grade before having to leave school to work to provide for his family. As far as professions go, I think my dad would best be described as a farmer as he primarily specialized in tobacco and tongue oil. By the time I began to establish long-standing memories of my dad, he had already had his first heart attack, so daddy didn't do much talking. I know my dad loved me very much. Even from the very beginning, I was delivered by a midwife despite being born in an era where it was becoming far more common for children to be born in hospitals, unfortunately. Mother's water broke before we could get to a hospital, so they called the local midwife, who was drunk at the time, and my dad told her in a very stern and serious tone, if anything happens to my baby, I'll kill you. Beyond that story, I do have personal memories of us going to the store together. Back then, we didn't have enough money to buy our groceries outright, so we purchased our groceries on tab and made payments. But even with that being the case, Daddy would always make sure I got something I wanted. As a child, I had no real sense of wealth or comprehension of rich or poor because everyone around me lived like I did. I grew up in a very old house, with no attic, just rafters. So when you went to sleep at night, it was very common to hear mice squealing from being eaten by snakes. We didn't have a bathroom in the house, so if you had to use the bathroom at night, you had to step out the house to the outhouse. And you had to make sure you washed out for snakes before you sat down. There was no electricity. That wasn't something I had access to until I was about 13 years old. So prior to that, I did all my homework, reading, etc., by kerosene lamps. Television also wasn't something I knew anything about until I moved right off the highway in Gainesville when I was 13. Prior to that, it was just something that I had heard about that was similar to a Nickelodeon before your house. My siblings were more like an, another set of parents for me. 
All of them were significantly older than me, and when Daddy had a stroke around my 13th birthday, they made sure Mom and I were taken care of, often sending money home to keep us afloat. The final stroke Daddy had didn't kill him, but given uh, physical therapy wasn't something we could afford for him to have, it left him severely crippled. After that, he began to suffer from some paranoia as he wasn't getting the necessary oxygen to his brain and would have emotional outbursts from time to time. He spoke even less and just traveled back and forth between our house and Aunt Berna's house next door. And in the summer of 1970, right after I had completed my senior year and started my first semester at the University of Florida, Daddy walked over to Aunt Berta's house, walked back, sat down in his lawn chair under the carport, and he died. For me, at that point, my childhood was over. So, that's my mother. Um, when I think about my mother and I, I think about um, what she has uh, contributed to my life, it's tremendous. And what she has, uh, what she sacrificed because my mother is a brilliant woman, um, history major from the University of Florida. Um, she met my father when she was 18 years old and um, she was a brilliant, brilliant woman. Um, she could have been a, a teacher, and I think she did some teaching early on before I was born. Um, and she made a choice, whether it was around the time that uh, that I was born or whether it was a, a little bit before me, around the time that my, my sister Candace was born, um, she made the conscious decision to to go to work and and provide, thereby doing something that she maybe didn't want to do, but what she felt like she had to do. Um, so she worked at uh, Bell South. Uh, Bell South would eventually become AT&T as we know it today. Um, and uh, she worked in a variety of different positions, whether that was uh, collections, whether that was corporate business. Um, she did a variety of things. And the thing about my mother um, that, that always frustrated me is that I don't think that she ever gave herself enough credit um, for the work that she put in, the dedication that she put in day in and day out. Despite the fact that some people might view that job to be something simple, um, you know, it takes a certain level of intellect to be able to communicate and interact with people and things like that. And I don't think she ever gave herself the credit that she deserved. My mother, um, she, um, she never put us in a position to where we had, we wanted for anything. Um, life wasn't perfect. I don't think that uh, any of my listeners can, can say that their lives were perfect, but um, it was good. Um, you know, when we did uh, celebrate Christmas before we uh, became active uh, members of the Church of Christ, um, you know, I, I didn't go without, without things for Christmas. Um, Super Nintendos were a little bit later than um, maybe some of my friends got them. Um, you know, she wasn't necessarily an expert when it came to you telling her mom I want the new video game system and instead of getting the PlayStation she goes and gets the Sega Saturn or the Atari Jaguar and those of you who are gamers know that like um, when you have the option between the PlayStation and the Sega Saturn and, uh, and all of those things that um, you much rather have the PlayStation of all of those but um, 
you know, she, that, that wasn't her bag, but, you know, she made sure that she provided those things. Um, she, um, she definitely made sure that, um, we were to the best of her ability, well educated, um, believed in ourselves, were the sort of people that felt like, um, we could, uh, go out and accomplish anything. And, um, looking back on, on our relationship, um, I mean, I can honestly say that, um, when our relationship fell apart, when I was, you know, 12, 13, 14 years old, there's no one to blame for that, but me. And I did a lot of blaming to her, um, early on. I just felt like she didn't understand me. Uh, she didn't understand my fascination with women and, you know, always was fussing at me about being on the phone and, you know, the typical things that you're frustrated with when you're dealing with your mom and you're an adolescent trying to grow into being a man and, and all of those things. But, um, my mother is an amazing human being. She has sacrificed for so many people. I mean, um, she has taken time out to, uh, to make sure that she has poured her wisdom and, and her warm and, and humongous heart into dozens of young people, whether that was, uh, Carla's friends who, you know, many, many of Carla's friends ended up, uh, spending lengthy amounts of time in our home um, to the point to where they didn't go home. Um, she has opened her doors to let uh, a number of, uh, of young people stay in our home. Um, you know, Kendall, I know, was, uh, is uh, posting on here. Kendall knows my mother very well. She, how many times did we come running in and out of her house day after day after day? And she would cook us fried chicken or make some french fries or fry some shrimp or um just make sure that you know her children's friends were provided for um she was she was everybody's mother she she still is you know she is um she is definitely the sort of woman that had that will uh, bend over the backwards to make everyone feel welcome in her house um I'll never forget how many times she asked me, well, why you ain't with Mike? Why you ain't with Mike? She's talking about Mike Ross. Um, or she would ask how Gerald's doing. Or she'd say, uh, I didn't see Kendall at Bible study. Y'all all right? You know, this kind of stuff. Um, and it, I don't know, man. I think that, I guess for me, I, I thought that my mother didn't respect me. And, you know, for me, respect has always been a huge deal. I, I always was looking for validation that I was a man that, that she could respect and admire and be, and that I would end up inevitably being the sort of man that she could, uh, she could look to if anything ever happened to my father. And, um, you know, with, um, with my dad um, currently um, suffering from um, early stage, if you want to call it dementia, Alzheimer's, whatever you want to call it, um, it's it's been challenging. But I have um, I have been able to find the strength to um, deal with that because I 
get to listen and watch my mother's strength in dealing with that in a day in day out basis watching her best friend no longer necessarily be the man that you know she remembers um i think that that's challenging for everyone but for someone who has been with someone since she was 18 years old i I can only imagine what that's like for her and it's it's in those moments it's in those things that um have made me respect her even more and made me love her and appreciate her in a way that I don't think that I that I ever had any sense of comprehension to to feeling or thinking until you know the, the last couple of years um we spend a lot more time on the phone talking now we we chat in a way that I don't think we chat when I was uh when I was younger and I think that ultimately what it all means is that, you know, um, I've gained my mother's respect, but I want her to know that without a shadow of a doubt, she has mine. Um, Mama, you are, uh, I, I cannot express uh, how grateful I am to have you. I, um, I don't know what I would do without you. Um, you have uh, instilled in me uh, a sense of accountability that is longstanding and will echo throughout the ages. Um, you make me want to be accountable to and for other people. You, um, when baby girl was born, um, you took her in and you cared for her and you loved her in spite of all of the stuff that was going on. And, you know, you, nothing is, has changed about you over the years other than your character has grown to be even more impactful in my life. And I appreciate you and I think about you often and I, I miss being around you. I miss, um, I miss being in the house, you know, and you know, having you fuss because my room wasn't clean, uh, you know, all of, all of those things. So, um, if you are going through this day and you haven't had a chance to talk to your mother, I, I encourage you to go out and just give her a call, tell her you love her, give her a hug, give her a kiss if you're somewhere nearby your mom, and even if you guys don't necessarily get along the best way, understand that you might be surprised at the at how over the years our relationship can evolve and can change never take your parents for granted never take your mother for granted um because we don't have them forever and as as time goes on and, and they begin to deteriorate um you know the ability to engage and learn and be edified by them that that time slowly starts to trickle away so never take them for granted. Mother, Mama, Gloria, Denise, Howell, Jacobs, the happiest of Mother Day. I love you. 
Hey guys, if this was your first uh, opportunity to sit down and listen to the podcast, first I want to thank you for taking time out uh, to listen to this podcast, man. Um, it has um, it has definitely evolved and grown over the episodes, and I want to thank um, you for taking time out to listen if this is your first time. Um, please feel free to go back and listen to a previous podcast, even if you're not interested in music and entertainment. I think that you can get a sense of who these people are. Um, that I've interviewed and why they are why they are important. Um, beyond that, man, um, if you have any suggestions on episodes for the podcast, people that I should interview, topics that you want to see talked about, things like that, you can hit me up on the email at brandoncobyjacobs at gmail dot com. Um, my personal Instagram is at brandoncobyjacobs. That's B R A N D O N K O L B Y J A C O B S. Um, you can also hit up the um, the podcast Instagram at uh, EST1984 podcast. Um, we're always uh, checking those. So be sure to send any uh, suggestions that you have. Also, um, if you're listening to this on SoundCloud or on Instagram, please like and subscribe. Share with your friends. Let other people know what's going on, man, because uh it is uh it is amazing and exciting. The cool thing about my podcast is it is not something that I do every week, so I try not to waste your time by creating podcasts that are just sort of like fillers. So when you subscribe and then you see, oh okay, Brandon's dropped a new podcast, you know that it's something that I find to be quality, valuable, and to be something that is meaningful to me. So once again, thank you for listening to the podcast and you have been listening to the Established 1984 podcast. Take care.